You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome, everybody, to Kegolasa. Jonathan Johnson here, and I'm taking the reins while LME is away. And today, I'm with the one and only Fabrizio Romano to talk through Manchester City's hopes of landing Erling Haaland, Eric Ten Hag's Red Devil Rescue Mission, Arsenal's Striker Search, and much, much more. Kegolasa begins right now. Well, Fabrizio, great to be back with you. How are you doing, my friend? Hello, my friend. All good, all good. Thank you, as always. And uh, really happy to discuss transfers as we are entering into the season. So many things are happening. Yeah, I mean, we know that uh, transfer windows are always a busy time for you. But let's be honest, there's never, uh, there's never a quiet period for you, really. There's always something going on. So let's, let's start with sort of, you know, the big topic that's on everybody's lips at this moment in time. That's Erling Haaland. So is Manchester City a, a done deal at this point? No. It's not a done deal from what I'm told. Um, of course, Manchester City are working on it, are in the process to sign Erling Holland. So they are working directly with his family, directly with his agent, Mina Raiola. There is a conversation on every single detail of the deal. It means to trigger the clause is not going to be a problem for Manchester City. Uh, but there are like salary, commission, project, many points to clarify. So Manchester City are in direct conversation with Holland family. But at the moment, still nothing completed. Uh, I say completed because Manchester City are the front runners. Manchester City are leading the race. Manchester City are pushing since last week uh, with big effort to sign Erling Haaland because they consider him the priority. Pep Guardiola considers him the perfect striker for him. So this is why they are going for Erling Haaland as priority. But it's not completed yet. It will take some days to understand if everything will be uh, signed and completed and agreed on every single detail. But Man City are on it and we can say that they are front runners now. So what exactly is the, the holdup or when can we expect uh, there to be some news on this? My expectation is by the end of this month, April, uh, we will understand definitely what will be the next club for, for Erling Haaland. Which one? Uh, of course, Manchester City are front runners, but we know that Real Madrid have always been uh, in the race and interested in, in Erling Haaland. And same happened with Bayern and Barcelona. Not as front runners, but they've always been interested and uh, speaking directly with Mino Raiola and with Alan team for many, many months. So we keep it open at the moment, but with Manchester City getting closer. And so my expectation is this month, April, we will have the final answer and the situation clear for, for Alan Collins. So if City come out uh, on top of Real Madrid, why do you think, or, or based on the information that you have, uh, would Haaland choose uh, City over Real? It's not about money, uh, and this is something I always say because this boy always uh, showed in the past that he's not deciding by money or this kind of things. Uh, he had the chance to go to Juventus and he said no. Uh, he had the chance to go to Manchester United and he said no because he was always picking the right project. And I feel that in this case would be the same. Manchester City, they need a number nine. Need maybe is not the right word because they are doing fantastic, even not with a proper number nine. But number nine. But we know how they are looking for number nine since long time. They don't have a center striker. While Real Madrid, for example, they have Karim Benzema, who is doing incredible this season. Uh, we know that they are in the process to sign Kylian Mbappé since long time. Let's see what happens with PSG. Uh, but they don't need a number nine in this moment. Um, so we know how important it would be for Erling Haaland to have this possibility to be 
the number nine and the player needed by the club. And this is why Manchester City project, even with Pep Guardiola, uh, with his style, uh, with uh, something important is also about the board. They feel that Manchester City, with their Catalan board, Chiki Begiris, Time Ferran Soriano, they have a project for the future and Erling Haaland will be part of this project for the future. So it's about the project. This is the priority of the player and this is why Manchester City now feel they are leading the race for him. Uh, on the topic of uh, Mbappe and, and Haaland, uh, you mentioned how you know Haaland is looking for a project that's going to be built around him, which is essentially the same thing that Kylian Mbappe is looking for. Is that also a reason why we shouldn't expect Real Madrid to be able to sign both uh, is basically one or the other? Yes, in my opinion, it's always been complicated to think for, for Real Madrid to sign both Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland in the same summer. Yeah, it's always been something difficult. But at the same point, they tried uh, because they, they had negotiations and they had conversations for both of them. Now, of course, if Erling Gallant will be Manchester City player in the coming weeks and we will see how it will end up for Real Madrid, uh, the priority has always been and will be again Kylian Mbappé to sign the content of Kylian Mbappé because they have everything ready. But we know that Paris Saint-Germain are still fighting to change his mind with an incredible proposal with a short-term contract. So they are prepared to give Kylian Mbappé whatever he wants to stay at the club. And you know better than me how is the feeling in, in, in Paris Saint-Germain. But at the same point, Real Madrid still feel confident on Mbappé. So I'm sure that if Holland will be a Manchester City player, it will be an opportunity for Real Madrid to try to complete this Kylian Mbappé deal as soon as possible. And I guess as well, part of the, this potential move for, by Haaland to, to Manchester City or Real Madrid or wherever he ultimately ends up, we, we kind of forget that there's going to be a big hole uh, for Borussia Dortmund to fill as well. We've heard names like Kerry Madiemi, uh, Nico Schlotterbeck mentioned as, as potential replacements for him. How will Dortmund go about trying to replace the Norwegian? Yes, Karima Adeyemi is the priority and my feeling is at the end they will complete this negotiation. Uh, they have an agreement with the player since long time, since December, but it's not completed yet with Red Bull Salzburg. So they are still negotiating between clubs, but the expectation around Adeyemi is that at the end it will be completed with Borussia Dortmund. So work in progress for Adeyemi and he's a huge talent. This season in, in Champions League he was very good too. So I think that with Malen and with Adeyemi, their expectation is to uh, replace Erling Haaland in the best way. Then Schlotterbeck uh, is expected to become new Borussia Dortmund player. They already signed Niklas Schule, who is a really huge signing from uh, Bayern on a free. So I think they're already planning for the future. They're doing something really smart, as always, at Borussia Dortmund. We saw what they did with Jadon Sancho. So they always plan for the future uh, in a very in interesting and smart way. And so I'm sure that they will have a, a nice summer, even if uh, Erling Gallan will leave the club. Well, moving from Manchester City to Manchester United now, and it's been a topic we've been speaking about for, for weeks and months, uh, and that's the future manager of Manchester United. Uh, you know, we have Eric Ten Hag now, who, who's emerged as the 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 next man to take on the, the Old Trafford hot seat. What are the details of the deal uh, that will take the Dutchman uh, to Manchester? Yes, it's almost done between Eric Ten Hag and Manchester United now, after new conversations uh, during last weekend. Uh, and then on Monday, they completed the agreement on verbal basis on every single point between Eric Ten Hag and Manchester United uh, for a four-year deal. Let's see if it will be till June 2025 with an option for future season or directly till 2026, but it's not going to change the future. It's a four-year deal for Ten Hag. Everything has been agreed on the power he will have on the transfer market, on the coaching staff with Baden Hag, who is working with him uh, at Ajax that is expected to join Manchester United too. So they are building around Eric Ten Hag and they are preparing everything, contracts included. 
to have the announcement as soon as possible, respecting Ajax, of course, because they're still fighting for the Eredivisie. So this is why it's a matter of respect, too, to see when it will be announced, maybe this week, maybe next week. But everything is done between Eric and Hag and Manchester United. The only point is the terms of payment for the release clause, including the contract with Ajax. There is a release clause for €2 million Euros for Eric and Hag. And so now Ajax and Man United are discussing about the terms of payment, but it's just a matter of final details and then Eric Ten Hag will become new Manchester United manager. And the expectation is to see a new era, is to see a rebuilding at Manchester United and it's really needed, I think. I saw you tweeting earlier today about Manchester United's chief scout uh, leaving the club. What, what more can you tell us about that? Yes, this is not directly linked to, to Eric Ten Hag, but it's a message from Man United that they want to change in all single areas of the club. So it means new manager, uh, it means a new, sky, new, sc- new head of scouting, uh, it means players. Ralph Ragnick in his interview with Sky Sports uh, was very clear and I think the expectation is going to be big because he said we don't need to sign only three or four players, it's not enough. We need more than this, maybe six, seven or ten players. It means that will be a super busy summer for Manchester United, that many players will leave on a free because Juan Mata will leave on a free, Jesse Lingard will leave on a free, Edinson Cavani will leave on a free, Grant will leave on a free, Nemanja Matic will leave on a free. So many players will leave Man United in the summer. Let's see what happens with Paul Pogba, with Paris Saint-Germain, are really interested in Pogba, but he has chances to leave on a free too. So this is why for Man United it will be a revolution. Uh, and it means new manager, new head of scouting, and many and many new players. Yeah, on that Ranić quote, he was saying there'll be a rebuild here, six, seven, maybe ten new players will come. But with so much of that, you know, what actually is Ten Hag's first order of business going to be? New striker. The priority will be to sign a new striker because no matter what happens with Cristiano Ronaldo, but they need a new striker. They need a young striker who can be the face of the new Manchester United project. So this will be one of the priorities. Um, Then new defensive midfielder. Man United wanted to sign a new defensive midfielder last summer. They were discussing for Camavinga, for Ruben Neves. They were discussing for many players and then they decided to spend money on Cristiano Ronaldo. And so the strategy changed because of that opportunity. But this summer they will go for a defensive midfielder. Centre-back. I see Man United going for a centre-back too. So this will be the three priorities for Manchester United on the market. Then Ten Hag will need to make a decision on players uh, coming back from loan deals. Donny van de Beek, he knows him very well. So my feeling is he will have some chances to stay at Man United. Anthony Martial coming back from Sevilla. So there are many players uh, to make a decision on. Same with Paul Pogba. But at the same point, the priority will be new striker, new defensive midfielder and new centre-back. What makes you so confident that Ten Hag will succeed uh, where other managers have failed? I'm not confident, to be honest, uh, because it's never easy to work at Man United. You know very well that it's never easy. So I can be confident... On, on the manager, because Eric Ten Hag is a fantastic manager. I'm sure it's a perfect choice for Man United because of his ideas, because it's something completely different from the past. He's a manager with fresh ideas, with modern ideas, with very clear methods. And even the process they had to appoint him was very interesting because it was taking some time to have a conversation, to decide together on transfers, on many points. So now he will have enough power to show his qualities at Man United. But at the same point, it's never easy because in the Premier League, with Chelsea, with Man City, of course, with Liverpool, they have a strategy that's simply perfect. Look at what Liverpool are doing. They only signed two players in the last two transfer windows, Luis Diaz and Konate. Perfect signings. Uh, Manchester City, we know how strong they are. Chelsea will have a new ownership, and so they will continue the project. Arsenal are doing pretty good with Tottenham, with Antonio Conte. So it's never easy in Premier League to succeed. But I'm sure that with a long-term project and four-year deal, for Ten Hag will have the chance to 
to show his skills as a manager and to sign new players because Man United need players, not just a manager. It's about the players. So this is why I think this summer will be really important to see, okay, maybe six, seven, ten players, but what will be the qualities of these players? What kind of players will join Man United? This is the real question in my opinion. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, sticking with the Premier League and going to another club who look like they're going to have a few players moving on as well this summer, Arsenal. Uh, Alexandre Lacazette, who wants European football, uh, has come out recently and said that he never cut ties with Lyon uh, since he left. You know, is this, a, is, is this a reunion that you think could happen this summer? It's a possibility. Uh, Leon are thinking of Alexander Lacazette since long time, so they're waiting for him to have a final conversation with Arsenal at the end of the season. Uh, there was a meeting in November when Lacazette, his agent, and Arsenal decided together to discuss at the end of the season uh, about his future. So at the moment, nothing is still decided between Arsenal and Lacazette. But at the end of the season, we will have a final answer. The expectation is for him to leave on a free. But let's see in the coming weeks what will be the final answer in this meeting. And then Lyon are waiting. So I think there are chances, but still nothing has been decided. Lacazette is now focusing on this crazy uh, Champions League race in the, in the Premier League. And then we will have a final answer in the coming weeks. Which number nines are on Arsenal's radar as potential replacements? Oh, there are many. There are many names. For example, in January, they were thinking of Darwin Nunez, but now it will be complicated. He has a new agent really close to Orge Mendes and many clubs uh, in the race to sign him, so it's not going to be easy. Another player they are following since a long time is Jonathan David, who is always doing very good with, uh, with Lille. Not the easiest season, but he's always performing at good level. So I'm sure that he's a player that will be attracting a lot of interest from top clubs and Arsenal are following him since long time. But at the moment, the answer is coming from Arsenal is we are only focused on this season, end of the season, because if you play Champions League football or not, 
it makes the difference. Even to negotiate with some players, with some top players in attacking positions. For example, we always had rumors around Lautaro Martinez, but Lautaro Martinez is a player who wants to play Champions League football. So these kind of names, Darwin Nunez and even Jonathan David, is important to understand Champions League football or not for Arsenal. So this is why at the moment they're still waiting, exploring the market, but then in May we'll have final answers. And somebody else who could be joining Lacazette uh, in leaving the club this summer is Eddie Nketiah. Anything to, to add on his situation? Yes, I think he has good chances to leave Arsenal on the free. Uh, they are offering him a new deal since a long time, but he wants to play. He wants to play and he knows that in the summer Arsenal will sign a new striker and so he doesn't want to be always the backup option for, for Mikel Arteta. And so this is why expecting him to go in the summer, let's say to some Premier League club or Bundesliga club because he's been approached by, by many clubs and so the decision will be in the coming in the coming months. Uh, also, Lucas Torreira is doing very good with Fiorentina and they expect Fiorentina to pay 15 million euros for Torreira and so he will leave Arsenal on a permanent deal. Um, El Neni will not extend his contract and will leave the club in the summer, so Arsenal will sign a new midfielder under percent in the summer. Let's see what happens with other players, but at the moment the situation is very clear. They want to sign two, three, four important players, but it depends on Champions League football, of course. Another Premier League club uh, who potentially have a bit of a summer headache developing are Brentford uh, with Christian Eriksen. Uh, you know, fantastic to see him back in action on the pitch and doing so well uh, upon his return to the Premier League. The latest is that he is to meet Brentford uh, at the end of the season. What, what can you add on his situation at this moment in time and that of the club, of course? Yes, first of, first of all, I agree with you that it's fantastic to see Christian Eriksen back and at uh, top level because uh, he's playing really at top level. So we're, we're really happy and He's really respectful with Brentford. There is no clause to extend this contract for one more season. We had some report at the end of the January transfer window saying that there was a clause included into this contract, but uh, it's not true. So Christian Eriksen has only a few weeks of contract with Brentford. And then his decision to be respectful with Brentford, who trusted him in a difficult moment of his life, of his career, is to wait to speak with other clubs, to have conversations with other clubs, and to meet face by face with uh, with um, with Brentford at the end of the season. So this is what will happen. His agent Martin Schultz will meet with Brentford at the end of the season, and they will decide on the future. Tottenham, a lot of rumors, and it could be a possibility, a really interesting possibility, because with Antonio Conte, the relationship at the end of the last season was very good with Inter. It was not easy at the beginning of the season, but then everything changed in January, since January, and so they restarted everything, and Inter won the league, also thanks to uh, Christian Eriksen performances. So this is why it could be a possibility. But Christian Eriksen doesn't want to negotiate now. It's a matter of respect with Brentford. He wants to meet with Brentford at the end of the season. And so let's see what happens, but the best news is to see Christian back on the pitch, and I'm sure that will be a nice summer for him on the market because he's showing that he's still one of the best midfielders around. Yeah, absolutely. And Brentford as well did so well to, uh, you know, identify him as a player that they could uh, gamble on. And, and that gamble has paid off uh, massively for them. Just uh, quickly, I actually forgot to mention it on Tuesday's podcast. Uh, the congratulations to Christian Streich with, uh, with, with Freiburg getting them to the DFB Pokal final. Fantastic achievement for a club that's run so well. Brentford are in that kind of bracket, along with the likes of Atalanta, Burnley. Uh, you know, there's a number of clubs across Europe that seem to do such impressive business despite limited resources and I was wondering for you as somebody who's a, a transfer expert a guru uh, you know who are the club that perhaps most impress you season after season uh, you know with their ability to maybe spot uh, you know reasonably priced talent not pay over the odds but still uh, you know achieve some very impressive things. 
Yes, you mentioned Brentford and then doing an incredible job as many other clubs so around Europe. But I want to stay in Italy and I want to mention one club in Italy that is doing something special, in my opinion, and this Sassuolo. Because we don't have a lot of stories about Sassuolo. But if you look at Italian national team, not the best moment, of course, but all the best talents we have in Italy are coming from Sassuolo. Gianluca Scamacca is a striker that will leave Sassuolo in the summer with many top clubs following him. Domenico Berardi is an important player, European champion with Italy, and he's playing for Sassuolo. Uh, Giacomo Spadori, another striker this Juventus list for the summer, and he's playing for Sassuolo. They are playing many talents. They have no fears to trust talents, even if they are super young. They are 20, 21. They are always playing at Sassuolo. They are the new Atalanta, we say here in Italy, because, of course, Atalanta did something fantastic for many years, but now is not the best moment for them. It was not the best season. They did a pretty good job in the Europa League, but in the Serie A, this season is not the best one. But Sassuolo are doing really something interesting. There is a player who is Junior Traoré, who is doing incredible. He scored like eight goals in, in the world season but he's doing really good and Napoli are following him uh, but they have really many players Fratesi the midfielder Inter one team for the summer so all the talent top clubs are following Sassuolo players and signing Sassuolo players and they are always performing in top clubs uh, Manuel Locatelli we saw what happens with Juventus so they are the new Atalanta and uh, I feel that it's never easy to do this kind of results when your budget is limited and so congrats to Sassuolo but as you mentioned around Europe we have many stories in Bundesliga and Premier League in Ligue we know what Lille did with Luis Campos for many years was impressive but this time I want to mention an Italian club with Sassuolo. Absolutely, and uh, very deserved praise there. Uh, so finally, on to the last topic, and we'll talk about Bayern Munich. Uh, there's, uh, you know, speculation over Serge Gnabry's future and his contract demands. Obviously, Lewandowski, what his future holds. We've heard Nusser Masraoui's name mentioned as well. Uh, even Christopher Nkunku uh, sort of thrown in the mix there. What uh, are you hearing regarding Bayern Munich uh, since that Champions League exit to VRL? Yes, Nkunku is not going to be easy because Leipzig won't import the money for him, but I'm sure that it will be a name on the list of many top clubs in the summer. And as I always say, it's going to be a crazy summer. So let's keep an eye on his name and on Lewandowski, of course. At the moment, the situation is still the same. Lewandowski wants a new deal or he will be prepared to leave Bayern in the summer. So let's see what Bayern will decide in the meeting with his agent, Pinizavi. But Barcelona are there. Barcelona are waiting for Bayern to make a decision because they are already speaking with the player, but not yet with Bayern. So this is why it's going to take long. It's not going to be decided in a few days or in a few weeks but Lewandowski will be always named to monitor in the coming uh, in the coming weeks and for Bayern now it's time for contracts so Serge Njambrigue negotiations are ongoing at the moment it's still not agreed I'm told that there is a problem on the add-ons structure in the salary for a uh, Njambri contract with Bayern Munich but they are discussing soon it will be announced that Thomas Müller and Manuel Neuer will sign a new deal with Bayern so they will stay as legends of the club and then let's see what's next. But I'm sure that they want a new right back and Mazraoui is getting closer. They have a verbal agreement with his agent in Rayola. Still some final detail to be completed in the coming days. But Mazraoui is getting closer to join Bayern. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much uh, for your time, Fabrizio. Any any final thoughts? I mean, I feel like I always come away from these uh, podcasts, uh, you know, feeling like I've had my knowledge enriched. <laughs> no, thank you first of all and uh, maybe it's going to be important to see what happens with Tony Rudiger I think in the coming weeks because Tony Rudiger wants to wait for Chelsea for Chelsea new owners to understand what will be the plan what will be the project for the future so he wants to wait for Chelsea but at the same point many clubs are still picking with his agents Real Madrid uh, same for Juventus 
Uh, same for Paris Saint-Germain. So it's still an open situation for Tony Rudiger, but he's been really respectful with Chelsea. He wants to wait for Chelsea. And so I'm sure that in maybe two, three weeks, we will understand what will be the future of Tony Rudiger. And let me say, in my opinion, is the one of the biggest opportunities on the market because this kind of centre-back, this kind of player, and this kind of leader on the market on a free is something huge. So let's see what's next for Rudiger. Fantastic. Thanks a lot for your time, Fab. And that was me, Jonathan Johnson, with Fabrizio Romano for Kegolasso. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.